Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. It's the Creative Pep Talk Podcast, and this is me, Andy J. Miller, illustrator, designer. Uh, You know, I'm going to be kind of switching gears a little bit. If you're not an illustrator, designer, or visual artist, uh, you can keep listening, and a lot of this will apply to all kinds of different creative professionals, but I'm going to gear it a little bit more directly to that crowd just because that's what I know, that's what I do, and I don't think there are enough resources out out there geared directly towards that field. And so, um, yeah, so this is going to become a little bit more focused on illustration and design, and uh, so hope that uh, is good for you. Um, today, uh, I want to talk about something that uh, I was asking on Twitter if there were any topics um, that that came up or, or any topics that you guys wanted me to tackle. And um, one of the ones that came up from uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Daniel Fischel, and also then reiterated by, um, uh, I think it's Chris Carfalot. Light. Uh, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, Chris. Um, and they were both asking about this idea of uh, professional life versus personal life, um, and or juggling um, these things. And I think, you know, I think that uh, I think in the question kind of lies the answer. You know, uh, Daniel said it like personal life versus professional life. And um, here's my kind of the idea behind this uh, this episode. It's that the biggest thing that I think needs to happen is, and I'm not sure exactly if this is what you think, Daniel, but this is um, kind of what I'm what I try to view things as, which is changing that attitude altogether, and and not seeing my personal life and my professional life as things that are competing for each other. Now, Chris was saying, how do you balance a day job and being an active freelancer? And so those, it's a little bit different, but it's, it's similar, this balancing question of um, these two separate lives that you have. And I think that the detriment, the thing that really kills it um, is, is thinking that 
these things are opposing forces. Um, you know, I think uh, I was recently talking to my dad. I do, we talk a lot. And uh, we were talking about just different relational things. Um, and he was saying that something that he's noticing is that often things come at us as opposing forces um, when really they're working in conjunction with each other. They're working um, in concert together. And and I really do believe that this is the case for this. And actually, the more that you can see your personal life and your professional life as being one thing that uh, works in concert together, the, the more successful I think that you'll be. Um, the, the kind of my analogy for this or my example is uh, thinking about music. And I, you know, for whatever reason, for good or for bad, the way that I view creativity is through an analytical spectrum. And I'm always analyzing other people's professional uh, creative careers. And I'm always trying to glean what I can take from it, um, the good and the bad, you know. Um, and one of the things that uh, the phenomenons that I'm, oh, I'm very interested in, I've thought a lot about is the idea of the sophomore slump. What's happening there when it comes to music? You know, uh, a band will come out with this amazing first album and then they'll they'll come out with another album a year later. And that next album almost never lives up to the first album. Almost never. And sometimes um, that creates a pattern of, of kind of um, poor work afterwards. Now, I have a theory on why this is. <sighs> Don't mind my coffee. You might want to grab one. Um, I have a theory on what this is. My theory is that uh, that the first album, you know, I've heard people say, like, you know, the first album they spend a whole lifetime making, and the second album they make it in a year. I think that that's true, but I think it's something deeper than that, and it goes back to this personal life thing, is that the first album is... Uh, is is on the back of life lived and the music is about life I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, AnnieJPizza.com, if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase.
This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. And then the second album is about making music. It's about being a band touring and then a being and then it's about being in the studio. You know, that's that is their life now. That life that's so um not relatable to almost anyone, first of all. And second of all, it's not really a picture of life because a lot life is about uh relationships and meaning and a hardship and uh and 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 you know, wrestling with uh existential things and all these things like th- that's what life is made up of. And, and, and I heard another put another way, and I don't know who said this, so I apologize, but that, you know, before you can write a book, you need to live a book, you know, that's with authors, you know, before you have another book in you to write, you've got to live, live it out first. You have to live, you have to, it takes time to go through the experiences, um, you know, I feel like I've seen this in my own work where when I was, you know, 22 or something, um, struggling with the depth of my work, just not being super strong. And, uh, you know, I can say as a 28-year-old, I feel like the depth of my work is growing and my, the pieces of work that I'm making, um, there's a lot more going on there. And I think that comes from, you know, growing up and having to deal with... Um, uh, bills and um, the you know fear for things happening to my kids and um, a marriage that uh, has has been um, that, that that has lasted for uh, six years and 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 the, the emotion and the depth and the power of all that stuff um, actually has given me something to actually talk about and so what I always say is that. You have to nurture your personal world, your personal life. You work away from, or your life away from work. And actually, um, not only do I think you have to do that because it's actually more important than your work, but I think the other reason I think that is because it actually makes your work so much better. I've always said, uh, you know, if, if you don't have a life, your work will lack life. And I think um, the more you see those, you know, I feel like if I'm not present with other people, if I'm always obsessed with working, if I'm always thinking about the next piece of work I'm working on or the next goal I want, and I'm never connecting with other people, I'm never actually present in the moment with my kids and my wife and my family and my friends and my um, students, if I'm not there in the moment then I'm not even, I'm, I'm becoming less human. I'm, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to relate to anything else. And if I, if I work is, 
becomes like that, no one will be able to relate to it other than maybe other people that do what I do. And I think you see this sometimes. Have you ever seen illustration that's about illustration for other illustrators? Yeah, sometimes, you know, illustrators kind of get into that. But I'll tell you what, you can't make money on it. Because Illustrator, those are your competition. They're not trying to spend money on Illustration. I mean, maybe you can make a little bit of money, but not a living. can't make a living. Because those people, what they do, they're going to be influenced by what you're doing. That Illustration, uh, about Illustration for Illustrators. And they're going to go make something for people. So that, I think the more that you, you think like that and you nurture your personal life, knowing that that's actually, that's actually those experiences, it, those are what's going to make your work really come to life and animate. Now, I do believe, uh, you know, I think one of the things I've thought a lot about recently is uh, believing, you know, believing in and what you're doing. I think somebody, uh, a Sam Weber from Your Dreams by Nightmares talks about how, you know, early on in his career, it was self-delusion. Uh, you know, he says that his work was so bad, but he believed that it was good or believed that he could still make it. Um, and it was that delusion that kept him going. But I think what you find there is he's saying that from an early age, he believed he could do this thing. And I think, um, I think really believing in, um, your, your beliefs are so powerful. And I think when it comes to your personal life or it comes to having to have a full-time job, I think one of the strongest things you can do, and, and I think that you hear tons of successful people talk about this, is believing that everything in your life is there for a reason. And one of the main reasons is to teach you the things you need to know to go on to do the things that you're supposed to do. You know, I, you know, this is a worldview thing, and not everybody's stoked on this, but I'll just tell you my personal opinion. You know, uh, I'll make a confession first. Um, my confession is that I really love Harry Potter. <laughs> and I realize that that's not the coolest thing. And, you know, I grew up reading the books and, uh, and I watched the movies. And as I grew and as I um, was, became an adult, I didn't think I was that into it. And then uh, recently, my, um, a few years back, my younger brother, as a, as, a, as a joke, bought every Harry Potter movie for my wife, who she loves Harry Potter, um, for Christmas. Because he, he got them cheap, uh, and he wrapped each one individually. So he sat there giving her present after present, and, and she knew exactly what she was opening. Uh, and it was ridiculous. But we watched them all um, in a short – we binge-watched all these Harry Potters. And, um, you know, I – I came out from on the other side just being obsessed with Harry Potter, and uh, I was thinking a lot about there's a guy who's kind of a new agey guy who was like an expert in uh, mythology called uh, um, I want to Joseph Campbell, and uh, he wrote a book called The Hero of a Thousand Faces, and that's just about this idea that you know this Christ figure hero shows up over and over and over in the world. And uh, Carl Jung, the, the psychologist, would say that that comes from our collective um, subconscious, that we, that we share these ideas um, throughout our evolution with each other. And they're just kind of lodged back in our brain. I think that's – I'm butchering that idea. But 
that's how I think of it. And uh, the idea is that this hero story really rings true to us because it's part of who we are. And, uh, you know, anytime I watch those movies like Harry Potter or Matrix or Star Wars or whatever, you know, I always think, I'm always tempted to think, how awesome would it be to be the prophesied one, you know, the one who's going to save everything? And I always thought it was it would be so awesome because you've got someone telling you before your journey, you're going to make it. You are going to do it. You're going to so you're going to succeed because you are the one. And and the Lego movies like that too. And, and I love that movie. And uh, but then I realized that. Their struggle is the same as everyone else's. Because if you look at each movie, the struggle comes from uh, not knowing what they were supposed to do. Not, not that, but believing the prophecy. All of them, they go back to the same thing. And I think believing that you can do this and believing that, um, that you're going to succeed... That is the, that's the power. And I think, uh, you know, I move it over to this, believing that there is something that is your creative thing to do, and then believing that all the things in your life are your teachers, everything, all your, your enemies, your friends, your job, your boss, your, uh, you, you know, the, the trolls online, the, all of these things, these things are your teachers. And sometimes you got to learn how to stand up for yourself and quit your job. Sometimes that's the, te- the teaching that you need. Sometimes there's stuff that you're learning on your job that you don't understand how it's going to affect you later. You know, even I've done a bunch of uh, little graphic design things. I continue to do little graphic design things on the side, even when I don't need them for financial things, because they help me explore territory that I can't really explore my illustration work um, that I'm not comfortable exploring. And I noticed that a year later when that's become, when those little things have become part of my um, kind of uh, muscle memory, I see them seeping into my regular work. And, and actually I feel like some of my biggest, um, my biggest uh, breakthroughs in my style have come from things that I was doing um, with these side things, these things that were completely unrelated. And I think when you're in a job, especially early on, and you're wanting to do freelance, I feel like there's so many things in that environment. Um, and I, you know, when I graduated, I had a graphic design job for eight months, and um, I've had little things here and there uh, after that. And all of those things played into me going full-time for illustration. And I couldn't see it at the time. But I feel like there was part of me that believed that I was on the trajectory that I needed to be in. And if I just kept going um, and believing that all this stuff belonged in my life for some reason, um, that that it would make sense later. And I do believe that those who are... um, become really successful, look back and say, this little job that I had that I hated, um, it taught me this. And without that, I couldn't have gone on to do this other thing. Or this boss that I couldn't stand 
that was such a learning experience. You know, some of the worst jobs that I've had, as an illustrator even, have been some of my biggest um, moments of learning. And I think that um, in the same way, you can look at um, your personal life and see, you know, it's those experiences. It's that those friendship relationships. It's the significant other. It's the family. It's, it's, it's those things that you learn about what it is to be human. And those are the things that you get to take. If you, you know, I've, you know, I recently saw some illustration. It was one of the first times that I was just, I've always loved illustration, but it was one of the first times I was looking at it and I was having, it really moved me an emotional way, like, and it was about, um, it was about, I think about, you know, uh, dying or afterlife or something like that. And it's because it moved me because in my personal life, that's something that's been on my mind a lot recently. I've just, as I'm, you know, I'm 28, so I'm just starting to get older and I, and I'm, and you know, I'm becoming aware that that life isn't infinite, at least in this world. And, you know, that reality is something that is is kind of, uh, I'm being steeped in that reality. And it's that personal life that has made me think more about my work and how do I communicate that, those kinds of things that are, that are real, that are about life. And I think it's that stuff. If you don't have that stuff, how can you make work? that, that has, um, greater power, you know, if you don't know anything about life, how can you make work that, that has anything to do with life? And so I think it's, it's believing that they work in concert together to make, um, to, to, to make you the best you and the per and the thing and the thing that you're supposed to do. Now, um, I just wanted to put a little disclaimer to that. I heard, uh, recently a, um, a, uh, there's a guy called Michael Hyatt, who's kind of like a leadership, um, guy does podcasts for like on leadership and stuff like that. And, uh, he did a, I think it's a David Allen quote and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And, uh, it said that you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I think that that is so true and it's so important to know. And I think that um, when it comes to this balance of work life versus freelance life or personal life versus professional life, you know, if you want to be a creative professional and you want to be really good and you want to do well and and succeed and and flourish, then it's going to take some serious work because the competition is serious. It's going to take... Uh, it, it's going to take you making sacrifices. Now, my point is this. I can't, I can, I, I might be able to have anything, but I can't have everything. And right now in my life, that looks like, I don't have a lot of like, um, I don't have a lot of friends and I don't do a lot of socializing at this time in my life. Why? Because I've chosen to have um, two kids and another one coming on the way. Uh, we're, you know, (laughs) I always think that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, we're going to have three kids, which is pretty ridiculous. But man, once you start having kids, they're so freaking awesome. You just want to keep, keep doing it. But I think three is going to be it. So don't worry. Um, 
I'm choosing to have three kids and I'm have a wife. Um, and I, and I, you know, I, I, I believe in, uh, uh, prioritizing them and, um, my, my kind of spiritual nurturing, my spiritual side and, um, and, and my family, all of those things come before work and they come before, uh, other relationships. I've got a few close friends, really close friends that, that are kind of like family and I, and I nurture those relationships. But, you know, I have other people that, who I like and who, you know, I don't have as close relationship with that I don't get to hang out with that much. And that's, that's part of it. I, you know, I, I really think that when it comes to your, uh, both your professional life and your personal life, in order for them to work in concert together, in order for you, for all those things to be your teachers and for them to be the right teachers, I think you got to trim the fat on both areas for both of them to be, uh, flourishing and working together. I believe you have to cut out the stuff that's unnecessary, the stuff that, um, that's getting in the way of them flourishing. You got to prune back, uh, you know, there, this idea of, you know, uh, this, a guy who trim, trims the, uh, the fruit tree, he has to cut off the new fruit because it's not strong enough. It's, he's cutting back things, even things that maybe are, um, growing, even things that are maybe worthwhile, but if they're not the things that he needs, the things that are the most important, the things that, um, that his life is all about, if he doesn't cut them back, then the other things don't have room to grow. And I think, I think that even though I believe that you need to, uh, prioritize personal life and, 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 and professional life as well, and they can, and they're supposed to work together in unison, I believe that you can't do everything and you do need to cut back in certain areas. Um, and you know what I think? I think that that looks like, uh, getting honest with yourself. You know, one of the things I feel like, um, is a common thread throughout, uh, uh, illustrators and designers that I talk to is just the confusion of not really knowing which, which, which path to take. And I think, um, you know, I think that that comes from, uh, Listening to the the lizard brain, the, the the part of your brain that's the instinct, the jealousy, the fear, the anger, the pleasure seeking uh, parts of your brain. Listening to those those you know lower level impulses, and I think understanding which parts do I need to keep and which do I need to get rid of. I think that comes from, like I always say, get feedback, but then also spend some time alone listening to 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 the to the voice that's that's your true voice um that that the voice that is beneath all of that stuff and i think that um there's a you'll get a real sense on which things which things are really important and which things um am i doing for the wrong reasons you know i i'm going to keep i'm going to end with that same kate bingham and burt thing that she said in her creative mornings talk uh when it comes to all this stuff, you have to say, which things am I going to die if I let go of? 
you know, when I think about, um, I was thinking about comics and editorial work and animation and advertising illustration and uh, kids' books and TV and and all of these different things. And a lot of them are going to keep going, and there's, there's definitely... Um, and I've let go of some. You know, one I think, though, I've realized is that I have to do kids' books. Kids' books, I would just, I'm going to die if I don't pour myself into that. And, and, I, and I, when I realized that, I could cut away some of the other things. You know, I cut away comics because I, I really enjoy reading comics. And uh, I like making them. But they're not the thing that my life is all about. They're, they're, there was something that was getting in the way. They're really time consuming and they're taken away from the things that I'm gonna die if I don't do. So I hope that, uh, I hope that helps this week. Hope that answered some of those questions. I don't know if it uh, did and if not, um, you guys can input on Twitter and, and kind of get back at me. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, spending time listening to uh, me ramble on on my ideas on um, being an illustrator and a designer uh, professionally and uh, hope to hope you come back soon thanks